RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, an actual play duet podcast using the Savage World system in our custom cyber fantasy setting. It's been a labor of love creating it for the past several years, and we are so excited to finally be able to share it. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Previously on Neon Heat. Athena was in hot pursuit of a hacker who abandoned her on a job and fled with the information she needed. After catching up to him, reclaiming the file, and dispatching him, she was intercepted by a masked figure that lured her from the scene with promises of something she needed. The figure turned out to be Athena's lifelong friend and ex-partner, Sekapavi, who had been looking for Athena since her disappearance seven years prior. Athena explained that she had to flee their subterranean home city of Caldonix after seeing her mentor murdered on the night of his retirement by means of apparent mind control and a deeper conspiracy she was powerless to confront. The camera fades back in, with Athena and Pavi in their lonely room, Athena having just finished her story. Athena's still sitting on the ground, elbows on her knees, closer to her chest, like almost like a sitting up fetal position, just telling that story took a toll on her. She's never spoken it out loud to anyone before. Pavi has listened attentively, and has been pacing for much of it, but pauses incredulously at parts, in shock and awe, as you've described, but at the end is speechless. That's everything. My god. I swear you've been walking around with this whole time. I mean, would anything less than that make me leave my home? My family? My, My best friend? I mean, I hope not, but... Didn't really want it to be this this kind of answer. Kids, yeah, it's, it's really bad. I know, but I've been out here and I've been trying to, I've been trying to get stronger and I've been trying to build a network that maybe I can do something because I can't just do nothing. No. And I couldn't tell anybody about it because I don't know, I don't know who's been mind fucked. I don't know what's going on. I just, I needed to find some way to protect myself and maybe the ability to do some damage in the process. I really thought you had a problem with doing damage to people. Well, I'm just glad you're alive. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too. Well, um, that being the case, 
I mean, I came here to find you and everything. Um, she smiles and she's like, well, well you, you found me, buddy. I mean, it's good that you're alive now. Well, it's not like I wasn't alive before. Well, I didn't really know that, did I? I know. I mean, not until I got the postcards. I thought that might help. It, it helped me think that maybe you were alive out there somewhere. And you were. So, <laughs> that's a good thing, I guess. Um, I didn't tell anyone else about him. Oh, thank God. Well, <laughs> he started sending him to me on the date a year after you went missing. So it was, it, it, there was too much that added up, but I started looking. It's been six years. I spent six years trying to put things together. Pavi does not sit. She is, I think she's a little amped up at this point. So she continues to pace. Y you've always known her to be, um somewhat fidgety mm -hmm. so she's restless there were times when she was a temperamental ball of fire she doesn't seem to be quite that way anymore but at least you know not initially she paces and she wrings her hands and she she has taken off her other glove just i guess to let it air out mm -hmm. but she wrings her hands together a little bit i don't know that we have time <laughs> time for full stories right now um i'd like to know but you know i came to find you because i finally had a good lead i could follow how did you get that, by the way? Well, I spent a long time learning about, you know, the surface and the places and where you were sending the postcards from and trying to figure out a pattern and put it together and figure out if you were alive and where you were and how I might go about tracking you down. And I did that for a while and I tried a lot of different things and, and communications opened up a bit more uh, between the surface and Caldonics in the past couple of years. It's easier to get information, but it's still filtered a bit. So at a certain point, though, I hit a wall and I put out feelers to try to find a hacker who could do things I couldn't. And um, eventually I was approached by someone else who's really the only reason I was able to find you. Who is it? I don't know. You know, you know hackers, they're very secretive about who they are. I've never met them, but um, their name is Thalassica. Thalassica. Can I roll like a knowledge... Sure, you can. I'd, I'd like to roll a knowledge uh, to see gonna if be I a common know knowledge. Yeah, this is going to be a common knowledge at minus four. A three. That name doesn't mean anything to you. It's, you. You know that hackers are hackers are hackers, man. Hackers could be the same hacker that's been doing this for hundred years, just using different names, and it doesn't even matter. They could use a different name for every job. It might just be a name that somebody gave Pavi. For this one thing. I think Athena was trying to think back and see if it was um if it was a name she would have recognized from Pantheon. It's not. There's nothing familiar about it. Gotcha. Yeah, um their name is Thalassica. And um I was looking for a while and they're very good. Whoever they are, they have access. I mean she she points over at the photos that are on the ground. I didn't even go looking for those. Just sent them to me. I mean, that's she got photos from within the last hour. Scary, that's extremely worrying. Scary fucking business. As she is saying that, you have a communicator of some sort, like you have a PDA. Yeah, it's. I think it's like a little, like those phones in the last season of Parks and Rec, where it's like all glass. <laughs> God, all glass. Okay. I just think this aesthetically, it's very good. No, it is very good. Um, so as Pavi is telling you this, your PDA goes off, and uh, hers goes off as well. And do you do you look at it? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you you look at it, and uh, it's a message from uh, an unknown number. It's it's like a gibberish number, like a number that shouldn't exist. It's like a bunch of symbols and shit. Yeah, like it shouldn't mm -hmm. exist. 
there's a video file and then there are a bunch of still frames. And if you look through them, the still frames are, there's a, a couple more from your chase through the city. And then there are a couple from a point of view of the guy that you were pursuing. And the last one is uh, an up close video face to face of your conversation that you had with him earlier. And you now realize that uh, the shuddering eyes was a, a camera that was built into his eye that was recording everything. Along with these attachments, there's a message that says, it just says one word, sloppy. And then you get another message that just says, this one's free. You're welcome. Oh, man. And Pavi, uh, you, you can hear the audio on hers. Like, she's just watched the same thing, looks up at you with somewhat wide eyes and makes a gesture like, you see what I mean? Athena's kind of... She's sitting cross-legged on the floor watching this on her phone, like, hunched over it. And she just looks up at Pavi, like, biting her lip. So it appears my number's been got. Um, what? <laughs> Fuck. Are you listening right now? She says to no one in particular. Silence. Ugh, what do these people want from me? Well, Pavi, as you can see... I'm in some deep shit no matter where I go, so life's been good. How about you? Well, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been it's been an interesting couple of years. Things are different. I mean, it's been different since you left. It hadn't been quite the same, but um, the city's different. I mean, it's it's not bad. It's, it's much the same, you know. It's, life goes on. Change happens little by little. It's only been seven years, but... There's more of the surface than there used to be. The council, there's, um, there's more pull from the surface. Alaricorp has uh, one of the seats like they've had for a while now. I know you know that because of your family, but um, they helped uh, Sato Novi get a seat on the council finally as well. No shit. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's bound to happen sooner or later, but there can never be an even number of seats. So they opened up another one too. So they, en <laughs> they ended up making a seat um, for the acting Kassar. What? Yeah, I know, it's crazy, isn't it? You know, they're used to, they usually just keep to the tunnels and hunting and uh, the tourism and, you know, a bit of Shazad now and then, but uh, oh, you know how they like their games. You know how I like that game. Oh, I mean, I do too. I've done it for years, but yeah, the current Kassar, what's her name? Um, her name's uh, Lizeth Rax. She's a Karnak, she's a Dillian, you know, um, big, bulky, she's got horn. Hmm. She, she's a wall. I mean, you ought to see her fight. Um, uh, I don't know if you know her by name, but uh, her Shazad name, her aspirant handle, was uh, Magnitude Magnificent. Holy shit, what? I know it's a couple years now, but you remember her? <laughs> oh my god, I do remember her. She's a fucking powerhouse. Yeah, she's a, she's a, she's a big girl. I like her. She's quite kind. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's good. good. She cares about people. I think she's doing a good job. My cousin, um, Ton, Sekaton, he's the Baron now. He's on the council. Get out of town. Yeah, he's doing quite well for himself. I can imagine. Big old Mr. Meat Baron. <laughs> overseeing all the agriculture. Oh, man. Well, we can talk politics later, but yeah, things Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, point being, city's a bit different. It's, you know, with the change now to some of the guard, um, more of the surface worlders are coming. And, um, you know, they bring money and resources that we need. But, um, it's more crime. 
more people who don't really know what they're looking for, who are just causing trouble, more people messing with the crystals, and that leads to more deaths. It's just, it's a messy business. There's a smuggling black market. You bring in more friendly folks from the surface, you bring in more crime as well. That's, I'm sort of on, <laughs> sort of on a double job here. I'm looking for you, but uh, I'm trying to ferret something else out as well. Can My, I help? I think you can. This is a bit of a serendipitous meeting. And she points to your chest. I think that information might be what we're looking for. Oh, shit. For Strickland? Dietrich Strickland. King piece of shit. <laughs> You're not kidding. He's some low-bit politician. I mean, do you know him? You ever heard of him before? I mean, I know... I know he's a businessman. I know... He looks evil as fuck. <laughs> Did she... you see this picture? <laughs> And she pulls the file out of her her vest and flings it over to her. She'll catch it. I think she she retrieves the table and writes it and puts the picture down there. And then she um, pulls another file out from her satchel and she flops it under the table and it's a dossier about Strickland. Yeah, well, our uh, our friend, I guess, Thalassica, uh, she, she forwarded this on to me as well. He's mixed up in all sorts of shit. I mean... Drugs is one thing, but arms, slavery, it's a its a messy sheet. And normally I wouldn't, you know, don't obviously don't have jurisdiction out here. This is a bit of a field trip. It's a special assignment from Inquisitorial to figure out where the drugs are coming from. Athena's eyebrows raise at that because I feel like she would know that it, people don't really get sent out of Caldonics to do stuff. Oh yeah, that was... That's that very rare. Basically unheard of in your time. She says, oh yeah, there's... um." We still don't much leave the city. This is this is sort of a special occasion. There's a problem with the drugs, and people are bringing them into the city, and they're stealing the quarry crystals and taking them out of the city, and it all seems to funnel back to this guy, or at least who he's working for, or the organization he's with, or something. So I'm, I'm really just on a fact-finding right now to confirm if this is a, a source, and then, you know, tie him back to the city somehow and just get more information. And she leans in a little, like, you guys are right next to each other, mm -hmm. and she leans in, and she's like, I definitely shouldn't have been the one they sent to do this. <laughs> Maybe not. No, I know that I wasn't supposed to be. Oh. I got, <laughs> and she, uh, she taps on her PDA again and says, I got, uh, mysteriously reassigned at the last minute. Huh. Yeah, this is, um, I'll be honest, I'm not extremely comfortable with how much this Thalassica can get done. And quite, you know, being in the debt there, it's a bit scary, but this led me to you. I mean, this is what I wanted. This is what I've been working towards. And she just cut six years of work down into slivers. So I'm not really the best hope for what the regulators want, what I got sent here for, but she kind of handed me that too. Athena lets that tumble around in her head for a second and just kind of addresses the room, assuming Thalassa is probably still listening. She says, well, thank you for all that. I do appreciate it. Nothing. I don't know if she really expected to get anything back. It's, I mean, I kind of assume she's always listening. Names end in an A. I don't know if it's a she. It's a hacker, who cares? But I sort of assume she's listening. But, um, I don't know. Well, I've got what I need. I don't need to be here anymore. Are you... Are you gonna come back, ever? Yeah. When? 
I mean, honestly, I've got what I need to go back now for the most part. She taps on her, her circlet. Yeah, that is new. Why is that? I made it so it would kind of block brain interference just in case when I do go back, I can't get... And she kind of wiggles her fingers by her temples. You you made it. You can't do anything. You can't make things. I, I'm... She kind of puts her hands like claw-like by her chest, just kind of like gesturing like I... I manifested it? Oh, this is like a a Cory thing. Yeah. Oh. It took a lot of work. Um, I think I seeped the iron from my blood to make it. Huh. I mean, you know I can do all that metal junk. Yeah, no. This it's, is I just mean, another aspect of it, and it worked out really well, but it hurt like a son of a bitch. I can imagine. Well, if it keeps you safe, then that's a good thing. You should get one, too. I do think I can manifest metal out of my no. blood. No. <laughs> but, I mean, there are... Also, Artemis? That's your handle? Artemis? Where'd I, that come from? I don't know. I saw it read in a book. I thought it sounded cool. It's a little close to your name. It is a bit, but it's not close to my first name, you know? I don't know. You could have picked something like... Um, yeah, I guess this is harder than I expected. Mm-hmm. She kind of looks at her real tired, but smiling because she's happy that... Poppy's here. Well, you've got quite a rap sheet on you, Ms. Mercenary Queen. Uh, yeah. I'm not judging. I mean, it's it's more of the same up here. They just don't have good police forces to stop us, so it makes it a bit easier. She looks a bit smug at that and kind of buffs her nails on her <laughs> armor and says, Oh, I, I know. The caliber's not quite up to standard. Not quite. Well, if you're doing good, they're lucky to have you. But I'm, um, I'm trying. So you said you'll come back then? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what I've been doing up here, I've been, I've been taking jobs, I've been building a network, but a big part of what I've been doing is taking jobs for these seedy assholes and then finding out who's the shadiest of them all and deposing them in one way or another. Deposing them? Mostly killing. Hmm. Well, if he gets the job done. It has in a couple instances, but that's actually, um, she flicks the file. Like, that's what, I. that's the last thing on my to-do list, as far as I'm concerned right now. What, Strickland? Oh, yes. Well, you're just gonna kick his door down and walk into his house and chop his head off or something? Oh, that's a plan. Maybe not the head, but... How? I mean, I know I, ha I have the whole the whole thing now and she like does a thing with her hands like there's a map there that she can see but Pavi's like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> <laughs> like she got slightly crazy eyes but hmm. this is the end game for this but do you do you even know where to find him um shouldn't be too hard now that I know all I mean I haven't read the file yet but I assume there's gonna be some kind of information in here I can use I have hackers too Probably not as good, yeah, as you, she shouts to like, the room. As you have been saying, like, in the middle of that, your PDA goes off again and you pull it up. Ah, fuck, what and, is this? And it's, um, it's a, it's an address and a schematic blueprints to a compound. And the message just says, better hurry. Thank you. I think we should hurry. 
and Pavi is uh are, are, do you not oh you probably shouldn't come hey yeah I'm gonna let you walk in there and do the dirty work on your own fuck that <laughs> I came all this way I mean I might not be sanctioned up here but you know if I can take some good news back to HQ maybe they'll see I don't I don't really know what I'm walking back into because like I said I wasn't really supposed to be I'm not I'm not an inquisitor so no you're not <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny how that works um but I got officially assigned it and I didn't really say anything to anyone I just took the job and left when I was you know I followed the itinerary and all that so at some point someone's gonna realize that I went when maybe I should have known I wasn't supposed to go. So if I can bring back some good news and show that I did a good job. She nods. Mm -hmm. Maybe that'll work out and people won't be as inclined to ask questions. So isn't inquisitorial, isn't that their job to ask questions, especially if one of their own people got reassigned? Well, yes, but you know, it's listen, if I go back like this, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be screwed either way, so I might as well do something good so that when I go back and I'm screwed, I can try to counterbalance the, the bad with the good. That makes sense, right? That's math. Pavi, as usual, your logic is flawless. Whatever. As long as I don't get, <laughs> as long as we don't get, you know, arrested or killed, I think we'll be okay. I'd say that's a good day. Yeah, I don't know, it'll be all right. And then we can make our way back and... What, what are you going to tell people if you are coming back? Uh, maybe I'm, Maybe that's for another night. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, we said that this guy has slaves, right? I mean, that's what the dossier says. Well, if we are... I hesitate to say lucky enough to find slaves, because that's not a good situation to find people in. But maybe if he's taken things from Caldonix... Maybe he needed someone to defuse all those crystals he's stealing. And ah, who trained to do that as a vocational student after school? Oh, me. I did that. That's true, actually. Maybe that'll work. She kind of grimaced smiles and is like, we'll see. <laughs> well, That's all I got so far. Yeah, she kind of, well. she absentmindedly is fingering one of her scars on her face, which is something, I think it's a habit she's picked up since it's healed, just mm -hmm. kind of like feeling it. How long ago did she get the scar? Like, it was it, it was very close to when she got up onto the surface, like maybe so, within so the first six months or healed so. Healed years ago. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, she's not tan in any respect, but she is definitely a healthier color than she was underground. So the pale white of the scar shows up a bit more sure. than maybe it would have otherwise. Okay. All right. Well. We know where he is, and uh, doesn't look like it's too far. No, Second it doesn't. Is out, out in the woods. Hmm. At least maybe an hour or so. That's not very bad. And it's on the way back to Alara. Hmm. I hate to say this, but can can you give me like two hours? I'm. Yeah. I mean, sure. I just. It's it's, it's night right now. It's probably like somewhere between eight and ten, maybe. Yeah. Just, what do you What do you need to do? You better not fucking disappear. <laughs> No, you can come with me. Um, All right. I... Oh, fuck. I have to say goodbye to somebody. Somebody important to you? Uh, my only important person up here. Well, whatever you need to do, yeah. I mean, if you need space or something, I don't need to go with you, but... 
No, we could just leave from there. It's fine. All right. If you don't mind waiting outside for a little bit. I can wait. That might be good. Well, if we're going to do this tonight, we better be off. Um, She'll lead you back into the little shutter grove. She'll first go into the back room where that cot is and I think probably pick up one other bag. Like maybe she's been staying here. Cool. And then um, you'll go back into the little garage and... uh. She'll hit the button on the shutters and get onto the motorcycle, pack things away, and... Hey, Pavi, one sec. Can I... Can I drive? I would like to drive very much. You would not believe how shitty the motorcycles up here are. She has one leg over, like she's climbing onto it, and pauses to think and says, I don't know. You haven't driven one for a while. You might be rusty. I can't have you crashing this. Do you really have that little faith in me? Don't answer that. There's, I'll, there's I'll another, get on the bike. Yeah, there's another long pause. <laughs> She'll scoot back and uh, let you drive. Oh, man. Well, don't say I never did anything for you. I'd never say that. And she pops her mask back on. It's yeah. like, let's fucking do this. Bobby will put her helmet back on and tuck her hair in and also press the button on the jaw and the visor slides shut and nice. glows. I guess we, we ride to the safe house where I'm pretty sure Isaac's going to be. Yeah, you told him you'd meet him there later. Yeah. What's what's the what's the city like at night? Is it beautiful? Is it dingy? What's it like? You're you're in the nasty part of town right now. <sighs> so again, you're as you leave there, occasionally you'll hear a gunshot off in the distance and most of the cars are run down or older. You look up at the buildings as you drive by and some of the windows are broken out, occasionally something's boarded up. You can't see any of the stars from where you are right now. People walking down the street just tired. Occasionally, they'll be stumbling, somebody smoking on the corner. How's the temperature? Temperature's warm. Mm. It's muggy. It's a, it's a muggy industrial night. The air feels dirty here. Ugh. On what skin might be exposed doesn't feel great as you're driving. Gross. Um, I think the only skin she actually has exposed are her forearms mm. because of the gauntlets. Where in the city is the safe house located? This particular safe house. I think it's closer to the outskirts in, like, some of the shorter buildings as opposed to the taller middle mm-hmm. building. All right, so uh, you are riding to the outskirts of Toshi, and uh, what does the safe house look like? Uh, I think it used to be a warehouse, but it has since been abandoned and then reappropriated some of the top floor to be a slightly safer safe house. Okay. So, like, the air, not great. Probably moldy. Okay. Pretty so, dusty. So kind of rusty. So you'll get there, and uh, I guess Pavi just stays down by the motorcycle, as you'd asked her to? Or she she can roll into the building. Sure, but she'll stay yeah. by the bike. Unless you ask her to go up with you? No, uh, I think Athena gets off of the bike, and it's like, thank you for that. That was very nice. Yeah, I know. You seem... You did great. You did, you did a really good job. You hesitated there. No. I'm not going to address yeah, it. Go, I, I got to go upstairs. Go say goodbye. All right. Fine. Oh, fuck. Okay. So what do you do? I guess I got to go upstairs. Okay. What's the safe house look like on the inside? Um, this is not a nice, one of the nicer safe houses, probably. It's just like some beds up against a wall, like a shower in the corner of the room, maybe a mini fridge, a couch that's probably the nicest thing in the room, but by like just that much. Where's Isaac? He's sprawled on the couch. He's chilling. He has his arms behind his head, lounging. And I think he uh, he's awake now. Maybe there's a perimeter alarm that goes off when people come to the safe house. So he's expecting you when you walk in. Gotcha. Well, you don't look too much the worse for wear. Not really. You, uh, you feeling all right? You're talking weird. 
Um, oh no, it's, I just, the air here is so bad. You, uh, alright. You kind of acting funny. Um, no, I'm fine. Alright. Um. If you say so. I, I don't think I've been talking weird at all. You doing these voices, um, is this a bit? Oh, you gotta practice sometime, right? Maybe I'll need to go undercover. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I guess so, sure. Are you talking funny voices all you want? I will. How'd it go? He shrugs and motions down to himself with both hands. He's like, well, bullet free. Can't be, uh, can't complain too much. How about you? Did you get the information you were looking for? I did. I got it. Um. You don't sound too happy about that. No, Devlin, um, I had to kill him. <laughs> Fucking Chaz Devlin. What a heartthrob, that one. <laughs> I liked his headband. That was a nice touch. Mm. What a douchebag. Yeah, well, they can't all be winners. Gotta prune the tree from time to time. <laughs> yeah, you well. You know how that goes. He broke the rules. Yeah, well, fuck him. You don't break the rules. No, you don't. You don't walk away from it, at least. Mm, he tried. <laughs> well... Um, there's probably something in the fridge if you're hungry. I'm just thirsty. Oh, well, there's water too. I think she walks over to the fridge and sees what's in there. Assorted drinks. You know, nothing that is really set to expire. Gotcha. You can't really keep things that expire in safe houses where you don't know if you're going to be going back to it. So That's a lot fair. of bottles and cans, canned goods. I'll take a bottle and I'll rifle through the, the little drawer next to it and see if there's like a granola bar or something. Yeah, you've got preserved food and stuff that doesn't need to be cooled and things like that. I'll take it over to the couch and kind of flop down with him and start munching quietly, trying to absorb these last calm moments with her, her surface best friend. Sure. He'll stretch back. I'd probably put his legs over you. Isaac is a large man. He's a human. As tall as you, he's six, maybe a little taller, six one, six two. But he's bulky. He's a burly guy. I hear Isaac shredded. <laughs> he's he's strong. He's not like super ripped strong, but he has mass. So he's um, a big boy. So Isaac Russo, a code name Vulcan, as you mentioned earlier, he's got a lighter skin tone, probably about the same as Athena. No hair on his head, completely shaved, bald by choice. <laughs> and he has uh, maroon red tattoos that streak in lines uh, vertically, you know, around there and go down over both of his eyes. And he usually has a, a confident expression. Maybe even some would say smarmy at times, but he's he's got a good heart and he's got a scar on his right nostril and uh, an earring in his right ear. And he uh, lounges back and flops his legs onto your knees as you sit down. I think it's a comfortable weight, one that's familiar. Probably. Because, I mean, we, we do a lot of jobs together. We hang out a lot. He's he's really Athena's best friend. Yeah, they've, you guys... Besides have, Pavi. You, you guys have known each other since a couple of months after Athena came to the surface. Is that right? Yeah. One of the first jobs she took, he was on it with her. And then they were like, oh, we work decently well together. Might as well keep this rolling. And then they decided to make a business out mm -hmm. of it. So, like, six, six and a half years you guys have known each other. Okay. And uh, what about the business? Uh, the business pantheon is kind of like... It's Craigslist for mercenaries, and it is booming. It had a slow start, but over the years since they built it, it's kind of crazily snowballed into a worldwide kind of thing. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know if it made it to Caldonics or not, but as far as the belt's concerned, pretty widespread. Yes. That's, that's left her feeling pretty good and left her pockets feeling pretty full. Yeah, it has done well for herself. Mm-hmm. 
just relax. He's chilling. Has he got something on TV? Nope. He's just, he was maybe asleep before you got here. Gotcha. I think she, she takes a sec to just lay her head back on the, the back of the couch and just, she just wants to savor it and she doesn't really want to say goodbye. I think a couple moments go by and he says, well, you're not getting comfortable. You usually do. Stay in the armor. I have to go back out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you do what you gotta do. You need any help? Um, I got some this time. Alright. So, um, so is this your, is this your real voice? Yeah. I don't know how you managed that for six years. I would have gotten tired of doing it. Uh, it was kind of an accident. <laughs> how is that an accident? <laughs> how is that an accident? Enlighten me. Well, I thought maybe people might have been looking for me, so I was like, what if they started looking for my vo my voice waves? So I was like, hey, I should do a voice. It ended up just, I, I would have just used my real voice with you from the beginning, but I didn't know we'd be friends for this long, and I was at a certain point, I was just too embarrassed. Oh, I, I mean, I think your reasoning is fine. I just, <laughs> the way you said it, it made it sound like... You just started talking one day and a different voice came out. <laughs> Oops. Didn't mean for that to happen. <laughs> Whoops, all accents. Jeez. Well, I think it's pretty. Thanks. Isaac, you know you're my best friend, right? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. Where's all, where's all this coming from? Um, so... Do you remember that first? No, it was it was a handful of missions we'd done, but then we got stuck in that office building all night, and we were just shooting the shit. And you asked me where I came from, and I was like, "Oh, I'm from nowhere." And you're like, "Hey, me too. It's no big deal. A lot of people are from nowhere." Well, nowhere came and found me tonight, and I have to go back. I don't know if I'm gonna super make it out alive. So, I just wanted to say bye. And he, uh, he's, he's set up by this point, I think. So you guys, you talk about, like, you guys have been friends for a long time, for yeah. years now. Um, and I don't know that you've really talked very much about your past. I think you made Not a, at all. You made a point to, like, leave it there. Well, um, I guess when shit happens, it happens out of nowhere. Tends to. You, uh, you alright? No. <laughs> he nods to himself like, dumb question, but... I mean, we've been friends for a long time, Athena. I know you said, you know, something like this might happen. I get it. I know it's like to have business you gotta finish. Well, whatever. I mean, do you need help? You know I, I got your back. I know. But it's a very complicated situation, and I... If I got you killed over my personal business, I would never forgive myself. I can't do that to you. Oh, so it's fine if I die on a job, but if I'm actually doing something that matters to you, it's a problem. It's different. And he he walks over to the fridge, and I think he gets a beer out and cracks it open and says, Well, I'm not going to try to understand your logic and how that is the case, but um, if you don't want me to go, then I won't go. I just, I want, I want to tell you everything, but... I can't right now. Sure. I'm sorry. I know. That's alright. What... What do you need from me? I just need you to take care of the business. I can't go back to nowhere without 
I, I can't go back with all the money and I can't have any of it traced back to me. So I mean, you, you, you take care of it. You keep it. You invest it. You do whatever you want with it. It's for all intents and purposes. It's yours. Well, quite a windfall for me, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure, that's easy enough. I think she, at this point, sort of flops over onto his shoulder, and her helmet bit probably clangs into him a little. He he puts an arm around her. It's gonna be alright. You've gotten a lot stronger over the last, fuck, however many years it's been. If you gotta go back to nowhere, I think you're gonna be alright. I hope so. You can't fix everything with that brute strength I'm so good at. Well, you can fix it with your head and being smart, and not making stupid mistakes. Oh, man. But you got better at that. I mean, you, you got the scars to prove it, but... You would think I got better at that, but I, maybe I didn't. I hope you have. Me too. I expect to see you coming back sometime. I want to. I know. Well, whatever it is you gotta do, I'm gonna put a bullet in it or blast it to pieces, put however many bodies in the ground you gotta. Don't let them walk all over you. She smiles and looks at him like, when have I ever... Out of girl. Yeah. <sighs> Shit. Well, don't let me keep you. All right, I should probably get going. He has like clenched jaw, like throat tense throat muscles. Oh like, this no. Is... Isaac's always been a, a relatively stoic and or nonchalant type person. Like you, you haven't seen him get super worked up about a lot ever. But this is clearly emotional for him in his own way too like you guys have been friends for years and yeah. you started the business together you do jobs together all the time like you know he doesn't really have a lot of people that he's close to so hmm. this is tough for him too i want to give him the biggest hug big burly man he'll, big he'll boy he'll give you a big old hug too and i think athena just snuggles in as close as she can just says you know i love you right of course i do i love you too it's gonna be alright. If this ever settles down and I don't somehow get blown up or killed or otherwise compromised in the process, I'll... I'm gonna reach out to you right away, but... I hope you do. I'm gonna miss you. I'm gonna miss you too. He pats your hair. You know. That's nice. He knows you like that. She does like that. I think before she starts openly weeping, she smiles at him and taps her mask back on. It's time for me to go to work. And he holds the beer up in a salute and says, Give him hell. I don't know any other way. And smiles at that, but doesn't say anything. It's a sad smile. Athena walks to the door, and she does look back once and gives him a tiny wave as she heads on out. So you go back downstairs, and Pavi is sitting on the bike, just kind of rocking back and forth, biding her time, and sees you coming down. And she's got her helmet on mm -hmm. still, so... She nods to you and says, well, you take care of business. Yeah. You all right? No. Not of that going around today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, apparently you can't say more than one fucking word in a row. Well. And she audibly swallows all of her pain into her stomach. Well, we got a bit of a drive, but uh, game face on soon. I'll, I'll be ready um, if you can drive. Yeah, I can do that. Strap in. And she, uh starts the ignition on the bike and revs it to life and uh, the wheels flop over and the hum of energy and the womp 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 of the the Cory energy. Athena missed that sound. 
she starts to uh, pull away, you know, going off into the street. I think there's a shot from the inside of the safe house where Isaac is like leaning against a window with the, the shades half pulled and he looks down at the street and sees the, the hover bike flowing off you know, down the street and it's just kind of an over the shoulder shot and he finishes the beer and then looks at it and just sort of tosses it over his shoulder and you hear the bottle shatter and then he turns away and the camera cuts. She'll be alright. You're on the motorcycle with Pavi, and she pulls away from the safe house uh, where you said goodbye to Isaac and takes you back through the streets of Toshi. And you go through the seedier parts of town, and it's all a blur. It passes quickly, and before you know it, you're on the outskirts of the city, driving down dilapidated old highways from before the freeze that haven't really been kept up very well in the, in the years since. And there are train lines that run between the cities intermittently, and that's the main method of transportation because the areas between are still waste-like in many ways, and you never know what you're going to run into out here. Plenty of creatures and beasties and gangs of roving thugs and mercenaries and things like that. It's a bad scene. It can be. But uh, the drive takes about an hour and a half or two hours, somewhere around there, and it's you're heading back towards Alara. Can we see the stars? Of course. Yeah, the stars are bright overhead. Light pollution mm. is a thing of the past almost entirely. And there are major cities and smaller settlements here and there, and the major cities, when they're within view on the horizon, are gleaming beacons in the dark. They have their own luminescent beauty. But out here, it's almost entirely dark, except for the headlights of the motorcycle. You pass maybe one or two other vehicles heading the opposite direction, but otherwise it's quite quiet. You and Pavi can occasionally exchange words, but for the most part, her mind seems to be set on the task at hand and what lies ahead. And after a period of time, um, as you're getting closer and closer to Alara, she checks her wrist and the tablet on there, the light winks on in the dark, and she veers off the road to the left into a patch of trees. And she uses the hoverbike's levitation to navigate her way through the trees, and the soft hum of the quarry energy propelling you forward, and more light giving off. And there's shadows in the trees, shadows everywhere. And it's quiet and it's peaceful. And she eventually pulls to a stop, and kills the engine, and it drifts back to the ground, and you, she gets off and begins to limber up and stretch herself out. Snuff her now. I mean, how, how far is it? A couple hundred yards through the trees there. So we have this handy little schematic. Let's take a look at that. I think Athena's doing, um, doing a stretch, like, up on a tree trunk, like, with her leg, and she's stretching over it. So Pavi uh, pulls her wrist console up again and taps the console and it projects an image of the schematic up into the air for you to both look at. And it's the same one that you have. It's um, not exceptionally detailed. This was likely hard to come by. But there are guard towers in each of the four corners of the compound. Everything is numbered. Number two is the guard outpost. All the number threes are housing uh, number four is the manufacturing plant. Number five is living quarters or slave quarters. And number six is the mansion proper. Hmm. So you have a general idea of where everything is. And you have the dossier on Strickland in front of you. So if there's any specific information you're looking for, it might be there. Might be. Might be. Do we know anything about his capabilities from the dossier? Dietrich Strickland is a successful Ori businessman. And low-bit politician. 
popular but not well known in the local markets. As an Ori man, he is linked, which means he has some measure of control over the manipulation of Cori energy in essence. He has dark red hair, cropped close to his head, a pale complexion, and is what most would consider conventionally handsome, if not with something missing behind the eyes. Hmm. Checks out. Well, I think we should hit him hard before he can hit us. Should we just go right to the manse? I mean, it's not a bad idea. If we're going in quiet, the second we cause a commotion, you know, we're going to draw attention to ourselves. You can only fit so many men in one house, though. That's true. I don't, we don't really know quite how many are going to be in the compound. It's got four towers, so there's probably at least one in each tower keeping watch. I think we could take out the tower in the lower, the lower right, get up there, see what's going on. Um, maybe it sort of depends. It's, I don't know how high up it's going to be. If we can make our way up there without being seen and take him out, it's possible. But if they're in communication, the second we take out one guard and they call for, you know, backup or to report in, that sort of thing, and they don't show up, that's going to maybe sound the alarm. If we're going to use the element of surprise, then I think we should try to be on him as quickly as possible. And if you want to kick in the door and go guns blazing, we can always try that, but we don't know how many there are, and I'm I'm tough, but I'm not bulletproof. <laughs> well, it might surprise you to find out, but turns out I'm not either. Oh, no kidding. And she kind of pokes you a little bit. You're squishier than ever. <laughs> I'm going got, soft got, up on the surface. My core muscles, they're very strong. I do sit-ups. Getting crispy in the sun up here. Yeah, I'm a little more tan. She, like, is glowing in the moonlight, basically. <laughs> Pavi looks down at her tan skin. Yeah, you're, you sure are catching up. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't either. Oh, Pavi, what do we do? Well, I don't know. I mean, we're going to have to go in eventually at some point. I mean, we could just go in the front. It's true. That might not be smart, though, because I assume that's where they're going to have the most guards. Probably. And that's right in front of these guard barracks where they live. It just depends on what we're trying to get done while we're here. Strickland's the most important part. If we take him out, you know, head of the snake and all that, we can't let him get away. No. Just make another enemy. He'll come back later. Mm. We should talk post-game as well, because I'm probably going to stay here and let them find me. Maybe handcuff me somewhere in his office. I don't know. Make me look hostagey. Give me a black eye. I don't know. I'm sure I can handle that. Her eyes narrow just a little bit. Can I, I can't see them. She has a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> Her mask narrows. <laughs> That'd be my vote is get over the wall somehow quiet. Get into the mansion as quickly as possible. Surprise him. And then from there, might be a lot of guards. Might shoot up the place. Who's to say? But um, if we get rid of him, then everything else is a cakewalk, right? I mean, and how are they going to find us? I mean, are we are we calling are we calling the police ourselves? Maybe you can once we're done. Once you're on your way. Yeah, I suppose I could. I mean, are you going to take responsibility for this? Me? No. Not for the regulators or anything. I mean, you said that you wanted some good news. Uh, I mean, you know, it gets complicated then, doesn't it? I can still take credit for it when we get back home, but I have a feeling that they wouldn't Would like be it. Kind about it up here. Yeah, I'm not exactly sanctioned to be. Working independently, I'm not a mercenary, I'm not law enforcement or anything like that. Hmm. It might be best for us to just handle this cold and anonymously. They come and find you, we meet up later, head on back, or I go back now and you follow, something like that, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll follow along as, as quick as I can once they get me processed. That might take a day or two, I don't know, but... Well... I'm sure word of me coming back is going to get there before I do. One step at a time. 
Oh, fuck. Let's deal with the here and now first, and we'll figure that out later. All right, let's get over that fucking wall. All right. Before you guys leave the motorcycle, Poppy grabs a small satchel with stuff and slings it over her shoulder and goes over there. What's that? Mm, tools. In case we need them. That's smart. You move through the dark woods with Pavi until, just like she said, several hundred yards away, you emerge on the edge of the tree line. You stand on a hill, looking out over the compound itself, far enough away that you couldn't jump over the wall, but you're able to see inside. The compound is a dark fortress with pools of light scattered among the grounds. Even from here, you can see old world art scattered. Statues and sculptures clearly worn from decades or centuries of turbulent weather in the wastes beyond the belt. It must have cost a fortune to have them found and brought here. Devoid of trees, but with masterfully crafted hedges of various shapes and sizes, several have been sculpted into humanoid forms, but the details are difficult to make out from this far in the dark. Next to you in the dark, through her helmet, you hear Pavi snore to herself. What a pig. God, you're not wrong. In the front of the compound, a crescent driveway curves around between the manse and an ornamental fountain of shifting, roiling energy and color. Corey. How does he just have that much? Well, it's amazing what money can buy. It's so wasteful. Athena, I don't... I don't want to be crude, but... Are you okay with this? Are you up for this? What do you mean, we're here? I, I know, I just... Probably been a hard day for you, too. Well, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna gonna be fine, and I'm gonna get through it. Um, it's just, it's been a hard day, and it's gonna get a lot harder if I don't pretend that I have some of my shit together like I'm trying to do right now. So, yes, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm fine. Let's do this. Pavi nods at that and doesn't ask a second time. You advance towards the walls of the compound, and they are tall. They look like they're probably some sort of, um, you can't tell if it's concrete or like a fibrous metal or, or something. Looks sturdy. And the towers are tall. Too tall to easily scale. Hmm. The walls are probably, say, 15 to 20 feet. Okay, that's climbable. So it's, it's not, like, unreasonably tall, but that's pretty it's tall. tall enough that you couldn't, like, just jump over it or anything like that. You have any ideas for the wall? I've got a couple if you don't. Um, I was thinking about making a making a rope, and she holds up her gauntlet. A rope? I mean... climbing. Sure, yeah, but what would we attach it to? And I can kind of shoot it up there. Pew! And it's going to be strong enough for us to get up there? Hey, it's metal. Should be okay. Unless you have a better idea. I'm all ears. All right. I'll follow your lead then. And do you have a better idea? I mean... I could try to whip something up, but yours could work. Your confidence is comforting. All right, let's go. All right. And I approach the wall stealthily. Okay, roll me a stealth. 14. So what do you do? Uh, I think I go to the tree line and am weaving my way in and out of these bushes and stuff and just... As quiet as possible, at a measured pace, getting to the wall and getting up against it. You're watching the towers and the two towers, and the the actual wall of the compound is probably somewhere between 30 and 50 yards long, at least on this end. Okay. So it's like a good amount of space between the two towers. 
And you look up and there's a, there are guys there and they're, you know, looking around and they'll turn and they'll look different ways. So you're able to time it so that you slip in under cover of shadows and night nice. to get up against the wall. And you don't think you have been spotted and Poppy's right behind you. Cool. I'd like to use my shape metal now and use it kind of like a grappling hook. I want to melt down my one, my left handed gauntlet and turn it into a grappling hook kind of device and throw it up there and hope it works. You got to roll for your shape metal. Sure do. Seven. That's a success, no raise, so it has a strength of d10. Okay, cool, cool. That's so pretty roll, strong. Roll me, um, roll me strength on that. Not good. What is it? Two. Okay. Do you want to Benny that? I do want to Benny that. 15. So you activate your shape metal and uh, one of your bracers kind of liquefies almost and slithers out into a long, nimble shape. It ends up being a very thin strand of metal for you to actually hold on to and it forms into a hook shape and you're able to use your control to telekinetically put it up there and wedge it down into the wall itself nice. and uh, give it a little tug and it appears to hold. Excellent. If you'd like to now scale the wall. Yeah, I'd love to. I would like you to make an athletics. And Pavi will follow you, of course. Okay. Five. Oof. Oh, no. Ooh, okay, good. She got an 11 on that one. Oh, thank after, God. After she's, her Benny. She's so good at climbing. All right. Not at first she wasn't. What'd she get? A one and a two. <laughs> oh, no. Your shape metal lasts for five turns. That's 30 seconds, right? Roughly speaking. I mean, I, I'm going to say... Out of combat, maybe a little longer. Out of combat, maybe a little bit longer. I'm going to say it's definitely enough time to get up onto the wall. And are you just going over the wall and down the other side? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think you can get up and over with that without too much trouble. And then noodle your metal back onto your wrist. I think I'll let your stealth roll ride from that for just... They're not really looking out at the wall itself. They're looking out more in the forest. Gotcha. Dark night. <laughs> Probably nothing much happens out here. Probably nothing much. Uh, so where do you uh, enter the grounds? The lower right guard tower, but slightly above it. Sure. And I just want to sneak right on in. Going through the front door? Yes. Oh, Unless boy. there's a side door. Um, there doesn't appear to be one there doesn't, on there the isn't, map. There isn't one on the map, but if you wanted to take the time to walk around and look for one. Is there um, yeah, I think there would be some windows on the outside. Can I La give one Large a bay windows. Mm. Can I give one a Jimmy? You can give it a James. <laughs> <laughs> An old-fashioned. <laughs> we don't Jimmy windows. We James, James them. <laughs> um, the, it doesn't appear to be unlocked. If you have thievery and you would like to try to Unlock it from the outside. You're welcome to try that. I don't have that. Can I do an unskilled? Yeah, sure you can. I'd love to do that. Mm. Okay. Critical fail, critical fail, critical fail. Don't do that to me. One, 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 one. It blew up. Did it blow up again? God damn it. So 15 minus 2 is 13. I'm really good at thieving. Uh, apparently, in this one case, you are. Um, mm -hmm. So you get up to the window. Uh, where? What side of the building 
Like the side that's facing the wall? Yes. Okay. The side that's closest to the wall. Aha. Uh-huh. There are windows on this other map that I made but didn't give you schematics for. Oh, really? Well, I gave you the player. Oh, oh right. But, um, okay, so there are there are three windows. There's one on the left, one in the middle, and one on the right. Which one are you looking through? The one that looks like it's a storage room. If I can take a peek in. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> that's the window. fair. Okay, so the middle one, I guess? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it looks like a storage room. It's dark. I mean, you can't really see very well. But um, I think Pavi, with her low light vision... Oh no, what happened? Are you dabbing? Charlie Horse? Oh, oh guys. dear God. Charles Equus is here. No. <laughs> Damn it, Charlie Equus. Ch- Chuck Equus. Oh God. Chuck Equus, attorney at law. It's galloping right through me. He sounds like a DUI lawyer. Ch- <laughs> Chuck, Ek- Chuck, Ch- Equus. Chuck Equus. <laughs> so you get a thirteen on your thieving skill. I how do did. you? How do you? Um. How do you James this window? You know she's got a lot of hair, right? Uh huh. Athena as a person. Yep. So there's probably just like a. Sp- stray bobby pins stuck in there somewhere from like months ago just in the tangle i mean she showers but it's so dense robert pin yes he was one of her employers <laughs> of the of the pin fortune of pin acclaim pin acclaim <laughs> <laughs> robert pin of pin acclaim but she she grabs a bobby pin out and she it doesn't have like a lock as you would traditionally think, maybe because the whole compound is so locked down, he's like, who the fuck's gonna bobby pin open this window? And she just takes it up the latch and it unlocks and she's like, voila, opens it daintily, hops on in. Pavi watching you do this, she's got hands on hips as she's watching this, just flicking her head here and there, making sure nobody sees you. Then you get it open and she does like a slow clap motion but doesn't actually touch her hands together i do a quiet bow Mm -hmm. as i sprightly hop inside and pavi hops in after you and clears the ledge in one smooth little leap it's very graceful actually was she graceful like that before um i'm gonna say this this is new then you got your trick she's got hers Uh, i want to look over at her and athena says Pavi, you move like a ghost. How did you do that? That's so cool. She brushes off her shoulder and then her her hip a little bit very nonchalantly and says, Oh, well, you know, pick up a thing here and there. And oh. then she reaches behind and pulls the window back closed behind you. I'm very excited to catch up, Pavi. Pavi takes a moment to look at you and you can hear the smile in her words. And she says, Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Hmm. So, um, what have we got in here? You look around and the storeroom, because it is a storeroom, is piled with crates and boxes and supplies and cabinets. There are, There's a refrigerator in the corner. Pavi surveys this, takes a few determined steps over to the fridge, and opens it as quietly as she can. In the dark of the room, there is a soft yellow light that pours out as she cracks the door. Then she says, I don't believe this. He has, he has kite claw knuckle meat. What? And she turns over her shoulder and is gesturing back to the fridge. I crossed to it. Looks like he smuggled more than Cory out of Caldonix. You know how hard this is to get. Me and my dad's one of the only licensed suppliers in the city. 
and as this is happening she digs deeper into the fridge, perhaps a bit more hurriedly and noisily than is wise, and finds more handfuls of things taken from Caldonix. Um, vegetables, mushrooms, exotic foods. Uh, there's... She pulls out mundu, which is a paste made from barisks, uh, snails that are flavorful and imbued with Cori energy. And there's Celtus, which is a, a water plant similar to bamboo with a lot of flavor and crunch, and two different kinds of mushrooms. The savory puffball, which is a meat substitute, and conch shrooms, which have uh, a relaxing property, sometimes mm. used in teas or as a garnish. Athena's had some conch shrooms in her day. Mm -hmm. These are all things that are maybe not easy to find in Caldonix, but impossible to find on the surface. And with each thing she pulls out, her words are punctuated. And she says, he took this from us, holding handfuls and stands there, holding the food <laughs> in her hands, looking at you. And her mask is still on, but it's a little manic. Are you all right? I'm fine. This is just, they've taken the quarry and they're taking our food. What else are they taking, Athena? And she presses a button her visor slides away and her mask comes down just a little bit and she puts most of the vegetables back into the fridge but she pulls out a hunk of the kaida knuckle meat the most savory sought after part of the kaida an enormous crustacean caldonix's prized big game for hunting how did he get all this there is very raw, deep hurt and anger in Pavi's eyes. While she looks back at you, her elongated tongue flicks out in annoyance with a <laughs> Very rarely do you hear this from Pavi, but in the back of her throat, there's a dry rattle. Mm. Oh jeez, she's real upset. And she's holding this hunk of meat, and she says, I don't know how he got it, but this is an insult to all of us. And with that, she, for the first time since you've seen her again, she opens her mouth as widely as she can, Ooh. which for the Nakir, they have the slits in the corners of their mouth so that they can unhinge their jaw and open their mouth into a great maw. When the Nakir do this... It's unsettling. Mm -hmm. And in those moments, she doesn't quite look like the Pavi, you know. And she holds the meat out and her elongated tongue snaps out, wraps around the meat and pulls it down her throat. <sighs> and her mouth folds back in on itself. And she flicks her tongue over her teeth, sighs and presses the button on her helmet again. And it snaps closed. And she says... <sighs> Sorry, I get snacky when I'm nervous. <laughs> I remember. I've been gone that long. I'm fine. Okay. You had me worried for a second, but let's let's go. Think at that she goes over towards the the door, take a peek at the other room. Is it like a door with a window, like a galley type door, or is it? Yeah, I think it'd be like a freezer door. Like, you're not in a freezer, but I right. think it's a maybe a heavier-looking door with a little window through it. Can I peep through the porthole? Sure. Are you looking for anything specific or just trying to... People. The chef that you can see through the porthole is short and plump, as you would hope most chefs to be. Hmm. 
and he has uh, tufts of blue hair pulled back in a net, and when he turns in your general direction, there's the soft blue glow, so he's likely an Ori man. And it's a wonder to watch him work. Because he, one man in a kitchen, he occasionally is waving his hands about. All of his instruments, the pots, the pans, the food, are moving as if with a will of their own. The pans are shimmying back and forth, sautéing vegetables. Pots are bubbling over, lids are moving to cover them. And this short culinary maestro walks through his kitchen with singular purpose. Does that purpose put his eyes away from our direction? He's moving through the kitchen constantly. Okay. Yeah, but you, there's certainly a possibility that you could slip by if you were fast enough and quiet enough. So, um, Poppy, there's, uh, there's one guy out there. Just looks like he's just cooking. Should we just... I mean, he looks pretty involved. We might just be able to sneak right by him, or we could... I don't know. I mean, I... No, not kill him. I just want to, like, convince him not to talk. Okay, I mean, I was going to say, far be it he's, for me he's... to tell you what how to do this, but I'm not really here to kill innocents, if I can no, help it. No, no, I mean, he's the help. Who's he going to... Why Why does he have any interest in... Don't turn your back on him. He is the help, but he is the help. So, tread carefully, but, you know, if you can leave him alive, then more power to us, I suppose. You want to do stealthy first, see if uh, that goes well? Sure. And if, uh, if he catches us, then put the hurt on him. Sounds good. After you. After me. This is your mission. Yeah, all right, let's go. And, and I'm going to roll for you're stealth. You're going to roll me a stealth at minus two. Excellent. Because you are moving through a kitchen where this guy is consistently turning and looking around and all sorts of fun stuff. That's the wrong dice. Seven minus two is five. Here goes Poppy. Sorry, she doesn't have a d6. She has a d4. Oh, no. Also. Whew, it's a two and a two. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah. Um, okay. It's actually at a minus three for her because of her racial penalty. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's resolve your role first. Okay, so you begin to creep through the kitchen. There's a TV monitor on a far wall. Obviously, he has it on. He's listening to the news as he works. And you glance over quickly and you catch a fleeting glimpse of a white Karnak in fancy robes shaking hands with a pale man in a dark suit. The Karnak is lithe, he's longer, slimmer. And over that you hear a newsreel announcing another trade deal between the mega corporations Sato Novi and Alaricorp. You're to the door with a hand on it and Pavi is right behind you, but then the man turns and spots both of you. And he looks to you and he says, what are you doing here? Um, we're, we're late for duty. We're just sneaking in. I'm sorry. Please don't tell on us. The boss is going to have our head. And he, he looks at, he's, <laughs> he looks at you quite skeptically, but is also clearly involved in what he's doing. Do you need a hand? Um, Go ahead and roll me a persuasion. All right. And you're in here um, while you've moved through the room. The air is hot and stifling and um, sizzling noises all throughout, but it smells delicious. Mm. It's like a hint of spiciness in the air. Nice. Maybe it's a curry. Mm. Do I have penalties for this? For persuade, yeah. I don't know. Are you trained in persuasion? No, I am. Okay. I couldn't remember if he said anything. No, nope, I just said roll persuasion. Fours. Both fours? Yes. Okay. 
And as you're speaking to him, one of his pots begins to boil over, and he looks over with a cry of surprise and waves a hand to fix it. And the pot shuffles with a mind of its own. The flames lick up, and he glances back and waves his hands at you in a shooing motion and just says, Get out! Just get it! Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! And immediately goes back to what he was doing. Rushes off to fix his masterpiece. As you're standing there, a pot drifts by your face, just narrowly missing you, oh, covered shit. in soapy water. Ugh. All right, let's go. Do you like how my panic instinct was to go back to her fake voice, even though I didn't plan that? Oh, I, I, I think it's uh, authentic. All right, um, so you just l- walking through the door? Yep. Maybe a little hunched over. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to blend into whatever scenery comes. That's fine. Um, go ahead and roll me a stealth at minus four. Okay, cool. That's minus so much. I know, because you're literally walking out of a kitchen into a room full of people. There are people there? There are a couple of people. Oh, so you, so you Okay, so first glance, you walk into this room. On your right, there's a fireplace and there's a fire going. Oh. It's very cozy. That's nice. Okay, so this room, it is... A lot of wood and gilding. Mm. So it's fancier dark tones of mahogany, walnut, gilding on more than there should be. Wow. Everything that looks like, like tacky. It, um, like tacky, but like it's real. Opulent tacky. O- opulent tacky. Yes. More. I have all this money that I don't know what to do with, so I'm just gonna put it. I'm gonna line my things with money. Give um, me an example. <laughs> So, uh, red velvet, there's gold and brass. A lot of mirrors just around, almost reflecting the room back at itself. This makes sense. Strickland's a very handsome man. Mm-hmm. There's some monitors here and there with video feeds, sometimes out on the ground, sometimes blinking between different rooms. There are bookcases lining the walls, stuffed with leather-bound tomes. A rare sight in this age. Another worn-looking statue stands by the staircase. Modern clothes are fitted to it, and coats are draped over its posed limbs. A gaudy hat with a feather rests off-kilter on its head. Ugh. Any guards playing videos game? There are four guards seated at a table across the room. The table's made of a fine wood, with nicks here and there. There's silverware and dishes on the table, as though they're perhaps waiting for the food being cooked in the room beyond, and they're passing the time playing cards. And from here, you can tell that they're not using surface credits. They're using cubes. Son of a bitch. The small, square, refined quarry crystals used as currency in Caldonics. Of the four guards, two of them have their helmets on, and two of them do not. The two that you can see, one of them is a Yara man with wide-set features and two sets of crustacean-like legs protruding from his back. The other is a Karnik, likely an Ignean from what you can tell based on his eye shape, chameleon-like, with a spiraling tail, dark green scale pattern, and he throws down his hand of cards in victory, laughing and sneering as the other guards erupt in laughter, and the Yara man puts his head into his hands with a groan. <laughs> and they look up and they see you. But I didn't doing? roll. Okay, roll. Sorry, I thought you failed. No, I didn't roll yet. Don't do that to me yet. <laughs> Well, you'll be pleased to know I got a negative three and a zero. Poppy got a seven. What? With her minus... Th- oh, wait, no. It's not minus three. It's minus. 
Should I Benny that? Six. Well, I mean, hers would have been at minus five. So she actually got a two. Damn it. Uh, I won't. All right. So Fine. You, you walk out into the room and these guys are just sitting at the table and they see you. So they see you. What do you do? These guys are obviously guards. Right. But they haven't done anything yet. Uh, I wave. Hello. Um, we're here to meet with Strickland. We got turned around. Got a meeting. Um. Is he around? Is he? We're intermediaries. Um. You know how it goes. Make a persuasion at minus four again. Again? You've just literally walked into a group of guards wearing body armor, and they don't know who you are, and you weren't announced, and it's the middle of the night. Well, I got a two, two fives, but All that'd right. be, well, I got, got a one. Right. I think you say that, and there's, there is a moment of pause where one of the guys was in mid-conversation, and he's just gesticulating and stops and looks at you and looks back at the other ones, and they all look between each other really qu- quickly, and then they reach for their guns. So that's initiative. Athena says, yeah, sounds about right. All right. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, so it's going to be, you have a ten of hearts. Pavi has a nine of spades, and those guys have a jack of hearts. So they are going first, unless you would like to Benny and get a new card. No, I'm good. The humanoid and the Karnak level their SMGs in open fire. The Yara guard draws a pistol and a baton, and he just about jumps out of his chair, being propelled by his legs, and approaches you with alarming speed. Mm-hmm. And one of them uh, sprints towards the staircase, which is also directly in front of you. I didn't mention that before. There's a marble <laughs> spiral staircase directly in front of you. I feel like I would have noticed that. You, you would have, but, you know, that's just my bad storytelling. All right, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Negative one, a one, and a three on that one. So that all misses. Oof. Ten. Two. So two, a three, and one of them's a ten. So most of these bullets go wide. It's just these two guys level their SMGs, harness over their shoulder, and just fucking rat-a-tat-tat. The the air is filled with gunfire, and uh, bullets start pinging off of everything around you, shredding the wood, throwing stuffing out of red velvet chairs and just filling the wall behind you with bullets. Good, it was tacky anyway. Some of them ping off of your armor. One of them hits you squarely in the chest and deals 10 damage. Oh my god. So, what is your toughness? My toughness. Including your ballistic armor. Eight. Including the armor? Yeah. Okay, so that shakes you, so that doesn't actually hurt you at all. Okay. So you're currently shaken. It's been a while since she's been hit by anything, probably, and I think... That shot hits her Kevlar and just knocks the breath out of her, and she's like, fuck, (laughs) not great. All right, and then the other guy, he is shooting. (laughs) He gets a, he pulls out his pistol to shoot and clicks it, and it's jammed. Oh, thank God. So immediately, maybe he tried to chamber around too quickly, and it gets fucked up, so he tosses it to the ground and starts to advance with his baton. Cool. And, uh... He's going to move towards you, but not get to you yet. And uh, the one guy gets to the... He starts his way up the stairs. Okay. It's your turn. It's my turn. What do you do? I've unshaken. I'd like to cast Bolt at the... Wait, wait. (laughs) Are they in a relative cone shape? 
Uh, you could definitely hit three of them, yeah. Mm. Well, I'd like to cast Burst for the first time. Okay. Is what I'd like to do. That sounds lovely. And can I, as a free action, whip my one gauntlet out into a sword? Yes. A short sword. Yep. I would love to cast Burst okay. at the three guards that are rat-a-tatting. Okay. And if I can, just as a quick aside to Pavi, say, get that one on the stairs. Okay. And I'm going to cast it. Woof. What'd you get? Three. Would you like to Benny that? Yes. <laughs> exactly the same. Oh, God. Would you like to Benny it again? Sixteen. That's a cast with a raise. Sure is. I think that means it's 3d6 damage. Yes. <laughs> Eleven. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> So that's gonna fry all three of these dudes. Excellent. Even if they're they're wearing body armor, but that only protects them against ballistics. So their base toughness is is either a five or a six, but regard doesn't matter. Uh, oh, nice. These guys are all charged. So, what does Athena's burst ability look like? Well, it has um as a default her trapping is fire for it. Okay. After she morphs her one gauntlet out into a sword with her other hand outstretched, this pinpoint of bright bright light is gathering in her palm and just erupts out like a like an engine firing up like, Ooh, like a, a jet engine yeah like a jet engine Ooh, firing okay. up and i assume there's a lot of fire in the room now yes yeah, so i think the heat of it the waves of heat coming out of her hand is throwing her hair all around tossing it and Ooh, i, I hope it puts some fear of god into that motherfucker on the stairs all right yeah so you you create this jet engine burst of fire is it a concentrated stream or does it start that way and then it just erupts outward i think it was concentrated and yellow red orange but as it gears up it becomes blue because it's mm. so hot now yeah all right so you you do that and uh the guy with the baton is still advancing at you but as the heat starts to go up throws his hand up in front of his face to try to block it and uh, collapses down to one knee just in the wake of all this heat and the two behind him throw up their hands as well and one tries to duck behind a chair but the heat is so intense and so quick that it just flash fries them basically and uh, there are definitely pained screams while this is happening, but it happens very quickly. So as soon as it ends, there are just three blackened bodies that slump to the ground and begin to smoke. The Yara guard in particular, his legs are now blackened and twitching and begin to curl in on themselves, much like a spider when it dies, mm. until he's almost cocooned within his own legs. God, poor bastard. A lot of this room is now at least passively on fire. Does it seem like there are sprinkler systems? Um, nothing's gone off yet, but who's to say? The guy on the stairs, he hears the screaming and he, as he's moving, I think he just turns and sees this happen and you just hear him say, Oh, oh no. And then turns and starts <laughs> to try running away faster. Javi. Um, yes, yeah, so you've said that to her. You've gotten her attention. And she just says, I'm on it. A couple things happen at once. She begins to run. So she's in motion. And she pulls two metal rods out of thigh sheaths 
that are sort of built into her armor. Cool. And she's holding them in her hand, and she does quick motion with both of her hands, and they snap out, and then snap back into place, and they're Tanfa. And she takes one step, and then another step, and then does a flying leap. She propels herself with such force. You've never seen her do anything quite like this before. It is, it's a long jump. Like, she goes down on both and leapfrogs over the banister of this Holy shit. marble staircase and uh, is going to try to hit this guy mid-flight. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. So. Oh, Pavi's amazing. Um, She will roll fighting. Oof. Yeah, so she, uh, she collides with this guy and I think knocks him off balance and she's trying to swipe at him uh, with her tanfa, but is just a little too off balance from the leap. So she's not able to get him down or grapple him or anything like that. Gotcha. You get an eight of diamonds. Pavi gets a three of spades and that guy gets an eight of hearts. Hearts go before diamonds. Man. So he goes first. So he uh, turns to continue running up the stairs and is going to provoke an attack from a Pavi. Uh, she gets a three and a three, which is not enough. He keeps going up the stairs. Oh, fuck. And it's your turn. It is very on fire down here, and I don't want to be here anymore. So. I'd like to run, please. Roll me a d6. With a wild die or just a d6? Just a d6. And it doesn't blow up. Two. So you move a total of eight. Um, you're able to begin climbing the stairs, and you're hot on this guy's heels, but he's still a little bit ahead of you. Can I cast a bolt? I think I think with the angle you could. Cool. You're, you're only like two pace behind him, which is... Even on a curvy uh, stair, even that's on not a curvy, too far yeah, behind. It's, and it's a wide curve. It's not a tight spiral. It's a wide... God, this guy's so decadent, rich. Yeah. Fuck this guy. It's, it's a decadent spiral. So. All right, I'm going to cast bolt with this guy. Okay, go ahead and cast bolt. Oh, it blew up. Looks like they both did. 18 minus 2... 16. Why minus two? Because it's a... I ran Oh, first. right. Duh. Uh, so that will hit. Yes. And uh, that'll be 3d6 damage. Yeah. 17 damage. This dude's very dead. Cool. So what does this look like? So she... She doesn't like stairs. I'm going to be right up front about that. She fucking hates these things. And the fact that this guy's making her run upstairs after him, that's not going to fly. So she's huffing and puffing up the stairs real fast. She, like, jumps over Pavi, who I assume is, like, kneeling or some shit. Yeah, I think she's in a three-point pose type thing. Gotcha. So, Athena's, like, she's really lanky. She got a lot of leg. So she just vaults over Pavi, and in desperation to catch this guy before he gets upstairs, she just whips out a finger gun real quick. Fast and dirty. A tiny but devastating comet bores through somewhere very important. You're at an angle. I want to say it's at an upward angle and it goes mm. through his neck. Ooh. And you just kind of sling it. And it just... And he collapses into a heap nice. of charred neck and smoking remains. And uh, yeah, Pavi is quick on your heels right behind you. And uh, she says, well, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... Not making me feel like I'm doing much here. Well, that was... How'd she do that? We'll talk about that later. Let's get up these stairs. All right. Lead on. I'm right behind you. All right, she gets back to her her greatest enemy, stairs. stairs. You followed up. Um, How um, long are these spirals? It's not ridiculous. I mean, it's okay. only. It's probably a, a. It's a two floor mansion, but the first floor is very tall. So you. But his you, wealth knows some bounds. 
I think as you're running up the stairs, uh, you can see a landing up ahead, and there are two more guards who appear at the top of the stairs with guns. And one of them points at you and says, there they, there they are. And they level their guns, and we'll do initiative. Okay. I kind of thought we'd kill all the guards, Pavi. Kill all the ones on the ground floor. You get an ace of hearts, Pavi gets a two of hearts, and the guards get a seven of diamonds. You get to act first. What are you going to do? Well, I still have my sword out in one hand, so yep. I would very much so like to... So just two dudes? Are they next to each other? Or yeah, are they they're, like... they're next to each other. They're, they're both standing, blocking the top of the stairs, aiming down at you. And you're you're within movement. Like, you could move to them and attack in one turn. Their armor is dark. It's very generic guard armor. Padded body armor with helmets. Flashlights on their rifle. Flashlights aren't on because you're indoors, but, you know. No, I gotcha. Athena runs up to the guy on the right and just wants to slash the sword. Go ahead and fight. I got an 11. An 11? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a hit with a raise. Yeah. 2d6. Well, you got a raise, so. But you oh, add one more. 1d6. 24 damage. <laughs> you, you kill this guy in one attack. What does this look Me. like? Can I just cut this guy in half? Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? Like Witcher style, she storms up the stairs and does a pirouette and slashes right through his middle. Oh, uh, I think... Geralt's always on Siri to practice her pirouettes, no, that's, that's and Athena's true. been practicing. That's true. That's all Athena does. You're already in motion, and you dart up the stairs so fast, these guys have completely misjudged how quickly you're moving and how quickly you close the gap. That and as them. he's moving to level the gun at you... You just zip up and do a quick twirl and bring it down with such power in your stride. Like, you have nailed this move in such a way that you just cleave him in half. There's a, a gasp, almost. Just a... <gasps> and then silence and a spray of blood, and he falls backwards. And his friend uh, is now his turn. Could I say to his friend before his turn, Do you want to be next? Yeah, I don't think there's enough time for this to sink in because they're just all on high alert right now. So he, oof, he turns and uh, levels his submachine gun at you and begins to fire. You know what? That's incredibly fair. He sees you cut down his friend and he swivels to face you with the SMG and is just, you can just hear him yelling through his helmet. He's not even aiming at this point. He's just holding the trigger down, just going, ah! and trying to point it in your general direction. Very Gunzerker of him. I think that's what he's going for, but um, the Poorly bullets executed. are... They're spraying wide, they're going all around you, and you're just in close enough, and you're able to move out of the way or push his gun to the side, and he can't react to it. All right, and then it's Pavi's turn. And let's see how Pavi does. Ooh. You do that, and while his attention is focused on you, Pavi is, is moving right behind you like a shadow in your wake moves on up and she has her tonfa out still and you see her spin the ton one of her tonfa there's a click and the edge of the tonfa snaps out and there's just a scythe curved blade there Ooh. and she runs up and just brings it in a wide swinging arc and cuts the guy's throat holy shit that's so cool <laughs> and there's another spray of blood that just flicks up on the wall and he gurgles once and the gun goes off a few more times into the ceiling and he falls over backwards, bleeding out and dead. Athena takes a second to shake her sword off. I, I think Pavi is doing this at the same time, except for her, it's um, 
it's a twirl of the tanfa, and the blood goes off and kind of sprays onto the nice, also red carpet, leaving dark splotches and such on the furniture. I'm sure he can afford to get it reupholstered, huh? Prick. (laughs) End it. You note, as she's twirling this tanfa, there's a small clicking sound, and she's she's holding the tanfa steady. So it's not like she's spinning it, like, Mm -hmm. in her hand and loose grip. She's actually holding it and spinning it, and there's a mechanical click as she does it. And then the blade snaps back in, and it's just a regular tonfa again. I gotta say, that's a great attachment. Oh, you like it? I do. Made it myself. I'm no shit. You little grease monkey. Yeah, well, gotta stay busy sometimes. I'll show you the rest of my fancy tricks. (laughs) Sounds good. Are you ready? Oh, well, I guess we've got to be, don't we? Do you want to do the honors? No. Sounds like you've been looking forward to this. I wouldn't... I wouldn't stoop to take away your prey. Huh, calling him prey makes him sound more important than he is. I mean, isn't prey just something you hunt? To be forgotten? Hmm. He's more like something to be squished. Oh, like a bug. Alright, well, let's put this to bed. Or, let's put him in the ground. <laughs> and she'll nod to you and follow your lead. Athena takes a second to take a deep breath to make sure she's not still rattled from almost getting shot in the gut a couple times. Sure. You feel just a sore dent in your ribs where the one bullet landed and smacked you hard. I think she gives it a quick rub and shakes her hand out and writes her sword and... What what do the doors look like? It's a set of double heavy wooden doors. They're ornate. They have uh, fancy carvings in them, although it looks sort of kitschy. Like, you you can tell these were manufactured. Gotcha. Somebody made these doors. They're not, like, relics or anything like that. Is it, like, in a factory kind of prefab? Hard to tell. Couldn't even afford someone to make his doors. Pavi puts a hand on your shoulder and shakes her head and then... Kind of motions like, Let, let's let's see this. Roll me a strength and Pavi will roll two. Pavi help him make her dreams come true. <laughs> now bad three. Alright, well Pavi got a five. So I think with your combined amount. Excellent. You you kick in which side, left or right? Right. As you and Pavi stand together before the ornate doors, there's a moment of warm familiarity amidst the chaos and the mayhem. Pavi nods to you, and you can imagine her smile beneath the mask. You're almost there. Only one loose end to tie before you can go home. One last job to finish. You and Pavi kick the door down, weapons drawn, and rush forward to face what awaits you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Neon Heat. Savage Worlds is owned by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group. You can find them and their products online at peginc.com. You can find our website at rpgforyouandme.com, which we update weekly with new episodes, character art, and bios. All music used is created and performed by Crockett. We are so grateful to them for letting us feature their work with permission. You can find them online at crockett.bandcamp.com and on Twitter, at Crockett80s. You can find our show on Twitter, at RPG4UNMe, 
And you can find Allie on Twitter at UCTheHat, where she posts art from the show. And as I am absent from all social media, you can find me exclusively on our Patreon Discord server, which you can find at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. Any support means the world to us, and it makes it easier for us to make more quality content for you. If you enjoy our show, the best way you can let us know is with a five-star review on the podcast listening platform of your choice. See you next week.